On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome to the Choose to Think podcast as we are live on Clubhouse. Today's topic is the community mindset. And as I was pondering the community mindset, I was, I'm just so delighted to, to say that I just came back from a trip and Rebecca's also in the house and she was on that trip and we met with a whole bunch of Life on Fire community members and it was such a wonderful experience and several days that we spent in Dallas together talking about business, talking about Christ, just kind of breaking through things that were holding us back and it was such a wonderful, wonderful trip and it kind of goes so nicely with what we're chatting about today and the importance of not being isolated and not giving way to loneliness, but instead kind of turning that around and saying, you know what, I'm going to do what I can to be a contributor in my community. And part of this is based on a Dr. Caroline Leaf book called Think, Learn, Succeed, where she discusses the community mindset and she gives a few tips on, well, actually she gives some benefits of fostering the community mindset. There are both physical benefits, such as when we're a part of a community, we actually have lower blood pressure. We have improved cardiovascular health. We can reduce chronic pain. And then of course, emotionally and mentally, we are become more resilient when we're a part of a community and we also feel loved we not only give love but we're also receiving love we're feeling connected and with a purpose and when i look at some of the dangers of not stepping up and being a part of a community isolation certainly what we've experienced over the last year and a half has really, really spiked so many mental health issues, including suicide and depression. And it's a case in point, really, of just how important it is, how meaningful, how vital it is that we put our feet into a ring with a whole lot of other people and join together and you know, we don't want to be those lone rangers out there because we're susceptible to all sorts of things when we're just trying to do our life on our own. So the community mindset can, we can look at it in terms of our social networking, business networking, family networking, community, like the the town or the city we live, we live in that type of networking as well. One curious thing that Dr. Leaf mentioned was that about loneliness and and people who feel lonely it actually scientifically they found that it increases the risk for premature mortality and 
even having a dog, like I'm not married, but I have a dog and apparently pets really help with that loneliness factor. And now that my son has graduated my little baby and gone on to have, you know, his own apartment, his own place and everything, I, I, I know I'm not alone because God's word tells me I'm not alone. And so I don't tend to give, give way to those feelings of loneliness at all. And I have Rico, which my, the, my Rico, the Morky, the blog mascot, matter of fact, he's curled up right now. I just, he looked at me a moment ago and I thought, oh, he's going to bark and make his way on this podcast. All right. But anyway, one, one thing that was so curious, as I was saying, is that we, one of the dangers of feeling lonely, like loneliness to the, to the extent that it can almost be debilitating and we get in our own heads and it's a runner run away train our thoughts and these negative toxic loops and things we may tell ourselves and so forth um, that sometimes we we try to get out of that and we think okay I'll go to fantasy instead and sometimes folks are also in danger of overindulging, if you will, the, the fantasy aspects like video gaming or any number of other things that kind of pull us out of our actual reality. And we think that that's helping, but in, but in reality it's not. It's a, there's a real red flag there. We need to be careful with that. But let me just stop for a moment and invite Rebecca who's in the room and Monica came in the house it's so wonderful to have both of you on the show today and I also to to just say it was so nice to meet you in person at the Life on Fire convention or conference I guess summit that we just had so blessings to both of you and I'll start with you Rebecca to see if you want to add anything to the benefits or the dangers regarding the community mindset and then in a moment we'll talk about how to foster a community mindset rebecca thank you victorian yes uh the abundance the the life on fire abundance event was phenomenal and it definitely uh created its own beautiful empowering mindset for all of us that were there and um i i when you were speaking, what I was remembering, Mike's parents, uh, who became my mom and dad 23 years ago, died last year. But at the beginning of the year is when the, in the assisted living where they were, they went into lockdown. And so for, I, I was trying to remember, 64 days maybe, we weren't able to go in and touch them. You know, we, we saw them through the window, and that was until we put mom on palliative hospice. wasn't end of life, but um, it, it's, it's a different uh, type, which allowed us to go into their room and hug them and touch them and, and just give that um, sense of, of being with them, but just to share the number of people there at the assisted living um, place, how many died during this time period when they were in isolation. And yeah, isolation is, is a, I, I think is, is worse than whatever they could have contracted because of the loneliness that they endured. 
during that time. And, you know, God created us to, to interact and be a part of other people's lives. And so that, that just, that was my one thought that I was thinking about uh, as you were speaking. And thank you, Victoria. As you mentioned, Rebecca, physical touch and it's so healing it's therapeutic really and when we're isolated or given over to such a desperate sense of loneliness then we are there's a gaping hole there in our hearts and in our minds when it comes to interaction so that's such a a good point and like i said a moment ago I thought it was actually kind of curious that loneliness increases the risk for premature mortality. That's kind of a staggering thought, really. Well, Monica, let's go to you to see if you have any thoughts or feedback about the physical and mental benefits of that community mindset, as well as some of the pitfalls and the dangers. Hello. God bless you, Victoria. And Rebecca, everyone in the room, it was so nice meeting you, Victoria, in person. Oh, I was so excited. I was just excited to see everybody and meet everyone. Abundance was awesome. It was just mind-blowing. And that being a part of the community um, is so beneficial. You know, um meeting new people, stepping out there and just going for it. Just because a person like me, I used to be shy and quiet and just sit in the corner, you know, but, but God has given me a boldness to, to at least speak to people, you know, at least to reach out. And I'm so glad, you know, that we had the different wristbands at Abundance where we could hug or fist pump or, you know, just, um, associate you know with new people and um the thing about community is it is so vital especially to the elderly who don't have anyone who who um, may live alone um because i i notice in my mom i take care of my mom and she has dementia and i can see how a person like that can just if they were alone that they would just you know um transition they would just pass away because sometimes my mom gets this um I guess a bout of anxiety and she's frustrated and crying and so I have to calm her down and and I couldn't imagine if I wasn't there you know she would how this could just escalate because I used to wonder how people with Alzheimer's and dementia could just pass away you know just from nothing, but now I realize how that anxiety can build and how our loneliness, you know, can get to a person. So I think community and teamwork and and people are just so vital um, this day and age. It's um, especially like during the pandemic. Oh my goodness, I know so many people were depressed and down and sad. And, and, you know, I used to try to do Facebook Lives just to encourage people because I know I needed encouragement. So so I think this is a great topic. And, um, and just community and, and um, dwelling together, you know, it's, it says in the Bible, you know, fellowship is good. When we have a brother or a sister that we're doing life with, 
when we are discouraged and struggling and facing hardships and trials, or even when we feel isolated or lonely, when we're in the ring with someone who loves us and someone we love, that little bit of encouragement that they could speak over us, the love, the life, those words of life that they could just pour over us and incite us and kind of kindle that fire that's in us or give us a spark to get it going, that in turn can, we, we can say, okay, here I am, this is how I'm feeling, this is what's going on, but I have someone in my corner of the world and in this ring as I'm duking it out here who is for me and with me and supporting me and encouraging me and helping me. And so instead of just snapping or, you know, breaking, we may bend, but suddenly we're, we've, we've got a little bit of renewed energy and desire and motivation to kind of go at it one more time and to keep going. So I think we need each other even to help us just in a daily sense and to pour into each other's lives and encourage and admonish and love and, you know, push and pull even. I I think to me, that's at least what how the community mindset fostering that can really help me become stronger and more resilient. This is um, such a good topic because I just launched my Facebook group, Purpose Push. And Mm. community, it empowers you, you know, encouraging. um, You know, I'm studying like in Corinthians, it says... um, that the prophetic, which we all can be prophetic, is just edifying and exhorting and in comfort or comforting your brother or sister or your neighbor. So, and and resilient um, community helps you be resilient. It helps you bounce back. You know, if you have a fall or if you have a struggle, you have somebody to lean on, so you don't actually you know fall and stay down there. They can help you up, so they can help you bounce back. They can help you. Um, recover from whatever you're going through so yes community helps you is uh it's a great deal of of resilience (laughs) it empowers you and encourages you and community and team playing is so beneficial i'd like to move to the topic of how to foster the community mindset or perhaps even how to develop it Let's say we have someone listening who says, you know, I'm just feeling so out of sorts, so disconnected, and I just do my life. I get up in the morning, I go about my business, do my job, come home, eat dinner. You know, it's just this same thing where I'm not really connected in or socializing or contributing. And that person says, I don't even know really where to start, especially as you mentioned a moment ago, Monica, about feeling a little bit shy or quiet or sitting in the corner, maybe more introverted. It's It could be a little bit more difficult for that personality type to kind of buck it up and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I can do. And 
I'd like to come up with a list. I have a list going here of, of ways that we can foster that community mindset and fight against those thoughts that we may have that continue to keep us isolated and continue to keep us distressed or depressed or away from the flock, so to speak, because we really can get in our own heads and just feel that sense of loneliness can, can overwhelm us and almost paralyze us. I've been there. And even though I knew I had loved ones and family who cared for me so much, it seemed like I just didn't have the drive or the energy to kind of look in a different direction and pivot out of that until actually I began to think about what I was thinking about, take those thoughts captive and begin to put the every thought I was having through the sieve of God's word and essentially vetting it to see if what I was thinking and believing and ruminating on was really true or was a lie or some limiting belief that was just no good for me or toxic, for example. But Let's, if, if we look at a list, the list that I have, or if we make a list, I've got, here are some of the things I have, and I'd love you all to just add to this, but you can join a club, and there are so many clubs, even virtual clubs nowadays, where you can go online and connect with people. I, I used to be really kind of against Zoom. I'm like, eh, it's not the same. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. But after a while, I've had really meaningful conversations with people and I've really connected with other people, Candy being one of them, using Zoom. And it's so it's kind of maybe what we think about it, but we can we can kind of have an open mind and we might be pleasantly surprised that that there is a, even though it's a virt, quote, virtual world, we can still have really meaningful connections that way. So you can, any hobby you have or sport or any adventure or endeavors you'd like to think about, Google it. And I'm sure you'll find a local club who's already doing that. And you can get in with other like-minded individuals and which would be a whole lot of, of fun. Some communities, this is number two, actually have gardens where I know Midway does. I live in a small town in Kentucky and there's a community garden on, I, I don't know whether it's church property or adjacent church property, but it is humongous. And all they ask is that you come and weed a little bit. If you want to go pick tomatoes, just come five minutes earlier and, and weed a little bit and then you can you know, take what, what you'd like. And they also have planting days where everyone comes together and, uh, you know, harvesting days. So it's, it's a, that's something that you might, you might think, well, I don't know if my neighborhood has that, but Google it, search and ask some folks. You might be surprised on that as well. Of course we can volunteer. And again, you know, there are all kinds of outlets for volunteering from actual national organizations down to local little clubs and groups who are asking and begging for volunteers. Even at church, of course, we could volunteer. You might want to lead an online study of some sort, like a Bible study, or you might want to grab a couple of your friends and say, hey, I want to do this devotional this year. Let's do it the following year together. My daughter-in-law and I do that. We've done devotionals together now for, I guess we're on our third one. And so we meet weekly 
on Zoom or on, you know, Google Hangouts or something like that. And we discuss what we've been learning. And it's an intentional time that we mark out to be together. I love her dearly. I have gotten to know her so much better through that time. I feel deeply connected to her in a way that I never would have had we not decided that we were going to quote, commune together and put our heads together, put our hearts together. So that's been an amazing way for me to stay connected. You might want to attend common meals. Even in Midway, we have, there are churches who do, they actually call them community meals. And so every Wednesday, they open their doors to anyone who wants to come and just sit and share. And I know that you're probably thinking, I'm not going to do that because I don't know anybody there. And that would be so awkward. And that might be something to pray about because there, there does come a point where, like Monica overcame whatever fear she had in, you know, just let me be the wallflower back here. She now can step out in boldness, and maybe that came about from prayer, but I, one thing I do know is that she was intentional about that, and she must have drawn a line in the sand at some point and said, you know what, whatever I'm doing now or feeling isn't working, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to this, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to actually meet people. The real truth of it is that we often think when we look at a crowd that everybody's connected, everybody knows each other, everybody's having fun and they're laughing, but I guarantee you that there are people there, though they seem to be connected and involved, they may need you and they may need what you have to offer. And so you can go with the mission of just saying, I'm going to look for that person who maybe is on the fringe or maybe is sitting over there and, and I'm just going to go befriend them. I know growing up, my, my family moved, I don't even know how many times, but it was a lot. And so every time it seemed like, okay, and sometimes it was the middle of the grade, right? The, the worst time to move because you're really, every, eyes are on you and, you know, who's the new girl, that sort of thing. And I had to really learn at a young age and all through adolescence to actually just combat those feelings of, you know, where I kind of felt not included and for me I joined sports I started playing sports and that was a such a positive healthy outlet for me and it got me into a group of other like-minded friends and folks who were who enjoyed some of those sports but you know it might be the the band some people join the band and or the glee club and the the drama club and but we all kind of want to feel a part of a community but we do have to take that first step we might take a class you know maybe you like photography or quilting and you just want to hone in on that skill or maybe you want to learn how to become better organized so go find a class it's there and waiting for you and then you can begin networking with folks and just enjoying that time together you can do a meetup meetups actually still happen and they're fairly popular still. If you're learning a foreign language, you can do meetups where you just practice that foreign language, for example. And I think I, I would love to do that. I just need a little bit more time to do some of these things. But I love all of these things. You can simply gather with your friends and with your family. And you can be intentional about meeting neighbors. If you like baking, you can take them a plate of cookies or a nice card or you know, take them a plant or produce from your own garden. But there's, those are some of the things that we can actually do where 
and you'll you'll probably be thinking as I as I read that list that some of this is actually serving others. It's it's using the gifts and talents that God has given us and and laying them out there and trying to be service oriented and service minded to other people who may have a need. That was a very in-depth list. <laughs> I mean, it was wonderful that what, you know, my very very first thought was because I have a group of women, and last year during this time, I would go on Zoom just to get them together once a week, anyone who wanted to talk. And a lot of them are alone and are older, and they're not as confident about what they want to do. So I, my suggestion is is to not look at what, it, what you can do for yourself. It, and it's just like you said, Victoria, what can you do for someone else? Because when we turn our eyes away from us, our own needs, our own wants, our own little pity party, and start looking at where we can serve, that's when our spirit shifts and our hope increases and our desire to, to do something increases and the things I thought about when you um, if they you know didn't have these meetups and uh, different things like that is go help at your local humane society again pets are a wonderful way to increase your uh, your own well-being and then uh, go to a nursing home uh, at least ours are open uh, or an assisted living place and just Take something there that you want to or call them and ask them, who who doesn't have visitors that I could go in and visit? Those are just two really small but very powerful ways that in your own community where you don't have to, um, to feel that, oh, I am not at a certain level, I don't look a certain way, that you can still in a powerful way give of yourself. I love how you emphasized the importance of serving and how essentially that does build your confidence. Your examples are really, really good as well. And so thank you so much for for sharing those, Rebecca. There's nothing quite like taking our eyes off ourselves to suddenly realize that there is a bigger world and that there are folks who have perhaps even deeper needs than I may be having. And I'll tell you that when I overcame depression with God's help back in 2016, that was one of the first things that I actually tried to foster was getting my eyes off myself and that that self-focus. So if we can be others-minded in this process, then all the better. It's so good for us to do that. I also like how you mentioned the nursing home or assisted living. It, it could be that you could also take your skill there. Maybe you know how to dance or you can sing or play the piano. Sometimes they're in need for people just to come and uh, paint paint nails, do a little manicure and just paint nails and volunteer in that kind of way. And I, I guarantee you that the benefit that you receive from serving in that way and volunteering in that way and stepping into your community in that way will far outweigh the, the, you know, the, 
time or the any other thing that you can think of that might keep you from doing that the benefit is is so great to yourself and as well as to those that you're serving so it's really a win-win how about you monica both of you had such good ideas and actually i i just started some of those i i just signed up to volunteer at the soup kitchen because i'm stepping out on faith i'm and you're right, Victoria. I had to pray a lot to to come out of that, to come out of that depression and shyness and just um, low self-esteem, you know, wanting to stay to myself, keep in the corner. But um, I guess going through that, that gave me a passion to notice those people, notice those quiet people who are just sitting in the corner and allowing me to go up to them and say hi, you know, try to include them in the group. So so I guess, you know, the Lord uses everything and he takes us through a process for a reason, not for ourselves, but to help someone else. And so and I know I remember my mom she used to like going to bingo so mm-hmm. and i don't like going to bingos i think it's so slow but but i would take her to bingo and just see how those people interact how they help each other with the uh, daubers and stuff it's it's very um it's it's a very good community even um some churches have you know like bingo in the basement stuff like that just to play not for not for game those are great ideas and thank you for also being vulnerable and sharing about your experience and how you decided to to make a shift and a change and how you broke through some of that low self-esteem and really pivoted and turned around i think for those who are struggling they'll know the benefit once they do it. I mean, and maybe it's that way with anything when we're, you know, holding back and not doing something that would really benefit us. We talk ourselves out of it or we allow those self-limiting thoughts, those lies to kind of fester and we can't see our way through the haze. But when we do and with a whole lot of prayer, sometimes we need that prayer to get that initiative going and, and so forth. Then suddenly once we do, we think, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I do this earlier? But I love everything that you all have contributed and how here today and how you've shared the importance of, of serving and staying connected in that way. And like you said, Monica, looking for that other person who may need a little bit of encouragement, a little boost, a little, you know, tug on the on the shirt sleeve to, to get going in a new and exciting direction. So I thank you both so much for stepping in. You are amazing women of God. And I want to make sure that my listeners know how they might be able to connect with you. Monica, let's go to you first. You said Purpose Push. That's your new club. So if you send me that link, I'll put it in the show notes. But tell us about that real quick. I- I had to step out on faith and just do it. I'm not perfect at it, but um, it's a group just to, um, that I feel if you're breathing, you have purpose. Even the ones in the hospital, if they're breathing on a ventilator, then they have purpose because somebody's praying for them. Somebody might come to Jesus just because they're laying there. So I believe everybody has a purpose. And and those in, in it, 
um, in my intro, it actually says you. Yes, you over there sitting in the corner, quiet, alone, full of the word in your belly. Just come and share with us. So it's just a platform where you can come and share, be yourself. It's a private group and that we just want to encourage each other. I heard once that the opposite of depression is purpose. And I always love that. That stuck with me because it's so true. And it sounds like what you're doing is a wonderful, building a wonderful community for people. And I'm so glad that you appeared today, Monica, because that maybe if someone doesn't know where else to start, they can start with your group and just come into the group and begin building that kind of community, those relationships and step out in a way that's not too threatening because it's that, you know, it's online and in that Facebook group, they can be vulnerable because you've set it to private, but yet they can also keep their distance if they'd like. So what a great way to tiptoe into fostering a community mindset as well. And how about you, Rebecca? How can we connect with you? I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Rebecca C. Wilcox. And, um, I also have a Facebook group, thank you, (laughs) Women Courageously Living, so that anybody who would love love to to become part of my community, I would love to get to know you and just help you with your vision and goals to make the rest of 2021 be the best for the year. I'm loving it. We're all on fire, following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ and chasing our God-given dreams and, and, and our purpose, stepping into our purpose. And I can say for the record, there's no place I would rather be. And I'm so grateful to be able to travel with, with ladies just like you and other individuals. So God bless you both. And thank you so much for coming on and we'll catch you next week. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.